Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. Well, our series this month is called Finish Strong. And last week I shared a funny story about how my marathon coach taught me the value of RPE. That's also known as rate of perceived exertion. And he did this so I could finish my race strong. If you missed that episode, I wanna ask you, please go back and listen as it laid the foundation for this series that is called Rejoice under this Finish Strong series. Well, what we're doing though, is we're discussing our spiritual RPE. And the words that I want you to remember as we're going through the series is rejoice, pray and practice, and embrace. So that's our spiritual RPE that we're looking at. And last week we talked about rejoicing. And I actually gave you a challenge to try to rejoice about something each day. I'm curious how that went. Send me a message on Instagram or leave a podcast review. Just tell us. I want to hear about it. Uh, if you do follow me on Instagram, it's at Rachel J. Gilbert. Now, this week, we are talking about the P in the RPE, and that is pray and practice. And you might be listening and going, hey, Rachel, that's two Ps. That's right. I have two Ps for you today. And if you're like me and you have maybe a middle school son, you might giggle when you're like, hey, hey, you said two PPs. Yes, there are two Ps here in a row. But I wanted to consolidate this into one episode because I felt like these two Ps, they really just link arms very well together. And with that said, I hope that you listened to our guest interview a few weeks ago with Mary Jo Pierce. Because we discussed this topic of being consistent prayer warriors. This is a practice that we have to be in in order to finish our race, all right? And now we're not talking about marathons. We're talking about the race of life. And no, we're not talking about the race that so many of us are tempted to join into of keeping up with each other, but the race, that spiritual race that um, we just all have to stay strong for in order to finish strong. So I want to go back to Philippians 4. And this is what we're just this month jumping into this whole chapter. And I want to read to you Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful promise this is. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think sometimes we only quote the very beginning of this and we don't go on to read the promise that follows. Like we're, we've heard that and we, you know, maybe have said it over and over and don't get me wrong, quote the beginning all you want, but don't fail to look at the promise that comes with that. Like, don't be anxious about anything. He's not shaming us for the anxiousness. He's saying, hey, there's some good news for you. When you submit your request to God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, what that says to me is even when the circumstances don't change, his peace can come over me even in the midst of it. And that peace guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful promise that we've got to cling to. 
And honestly, I, I got to have a little confessional here. I often get told, I don't know how you do it all. And here's my confessional moment. That's not the confession part. Uh, that probably doesn't surprise you. I used to take offense at the statement because like, I felt like they were judging my schedule. That was totally my own insecurity, by the way. I get that. But I did. I, like when people would say that to me, I don't know how you do it all. I would receive that as, oh, they're judging me for doing so much. But now, do you know what I say? Because I've gotten a little more secure in who I am and in my mission. I say, I know, right? Only God could empower me to do all these things. And I believe that with the core of my being, I am very intentional with my yeses. And I give a lot of no's out, believe it or not, even amidst all the things I do. I say no to a lot of things. But I am just confident that when the Lord asks me to do something, he surrounds me with that peace that we were just talking about. He guards my heart and my mind. and He empowers me to do so much more than I ever could in my own strength. And that's because as we make our request known to God, his peace empowers us to keep going when in our own strength, we would for sure quit. And there have been moments in my life where I'm thinking, I'm going to quit. That's it. And I'll pray about quitting. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will empower me. And then I'm like, shoot, he empowered me. Like, he did what he said he would do. I guess I'm not going to quit. And so I want to just impart that to you here. And here's the next part of this. You know, we're talking about prayer here, but let's bring that second P in of our PP here. And let's talk about practicing this, right? So now let's move on. Paul goes on to remind us in Philippians 4, 8. This is just two verses after the ones I just read to you. He says, to practice what we witnessed him do. And this is what we were witnessing him do. Again, please go read Philippians 4 on your own. That's my ask of you this week. And here's what we witnessed him do. Thinking only on things that are true, noble, worthy of praise. You know that verse, right? And here was the secret that he knew. Paul knew that to be finishers, we would have to learn the art of taking our thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. And my friends, this takes practice. In fact, I believe one of the many reasons prayer is so powerful, this isn't the only reason, but one of the many reasons it's so powerful is because it shifts our focus to things that are true and worthy to be praised. I kind of like to think about it as, actually, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Uh, I still need to share this on social media somehow in a way that people can understand, but I'm thinking you might be able to grasp it a bit better when you can hear my voice here. But here's an example of this when you're going into prayer. So just two days ago, actually, yeah, it's been two days, I went out for a walk. Um, we've got some land around where we live, and I just went out for a walk because I was feeling anxious. I was just feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed with all the things. And I went for a prayer walk. And just to be very real, these prayer walks often start out with me venting to the Lord. He's so sweet. He just lets me blah, 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 you know, get all the things off my chest, right? And I was walking along, talking to him and feeling frustrated about some mistakes I had made as a leader. No, not big deals, but just silly mistakes. Okay. And I was walking, I was talking 
And I am going to have to share this on social media because I have a picture of what happened. I wear a Apple watch. And in that moment, as I was walking and talking and telling the Lord all the things, my watch buzzed. And I looked down and the top line that Siri picked up on was mistakes I've made. That's true. And that's the, I guess, apparently I'd said something like that to the Lord about the mistakes I've made. And then the answer back that Siri gave me was, can't argue with the truth. And I was cracking up because, of course, you could interpret that all kinds of ways. Of course, I'm not for one second saying Siri is God, all right? But the Lord used it to get my attention because I was saying things that were simply not true about myself as a leader in that moment, right? I was focused on not things that were true and worthy of praise. I was focused on my mistakes. And the Lord in that moment just gently whispered to my heart, and it took getting hold of my, my attention with my watch to say, Rachel, I know the truth about you. And he just downloaded all kinds of truths to me about who I am, first and foremost, as his daughter, but also as a leader. And so that's just one funny example of a time where I was casting my cares upon the Lord and he shifted my thought process as I did that. So as we wrap up today's episode, I want to give you a chance to process as I do in these episodes with you. And here's what I want you to think about. Am I growing weary in redirecting my thoughts and concerns through prayer? All right. This is just a practice, something for you to think about this week. Like, am I growing weary? And if you are, it's okay. You're in great company. <laughs> I can relate to that. And I know the thousands of other listeners who are tuning in today can also relate. So you're in good company. My encouragement to you, get back out there. Start talking to the Lord again and practice redirecting those thoughts. And then the challenge for this week, practice prayer when you notice your thoughts are not focused on what is true and worthy of praise. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that we can come talk to you and that when we talk to you, you help us redirect our thoughts and the things that we're focused on. May we fix our eyes on you today, Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, today's resource, I want to chat with you for a second about and actually ask you a question. Do you ever color while you pray? Have you ever even considered doing that? Coloring isn't just for little kids. It's a great way to calm our nervous system while talking to God or even meditating on a verse. This is why I included coloring pages in every chapter of my book. If you don't yet have a copy, go to imagersorebook.com, grab a copy. And hey, if you do have a copy, I've heard from a few of you that you're like, I don't want to mess it up. It's, I, you know, it might mess out all this. No, 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 no. Color in it. That's what it's there for. And I've even had some people say, that in fact, just recently, just again, two days ago, two days ago was a significant day, apparently. Someone told me that the peace of God came over them while they were coloring in my book. And my friends, that is not because it's such an amazing book. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do believe it's anointed and I put a lot of time and effort into it. But it's because when we make space for the Lord, he meets us. So if you have my book, get it out, color 
If you don't have my book and you're looking for a free resource to do some coloring, you can go to my website, go to rachelgilbert.com, click the freebies tab, and then you can download a body image coloring book there for free. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.